Good morning. Welcome to Psachem Memhe, Psachem page 45. In yesterday's das, we learned two different possible things to learn out of the word mishras. Mishras means soaked uh, when it comes to uh, the nazir. The nazir is now that have great products. Rabbi Akiva used that verse to say that heter mitzdarif l'isr, that if you have permitted substance combined with the prohibited, for example, if you take a piece of bread and you, and you dip it into uh, you soak it in some uh, wine, and there is not a kezayis, an olive-sized amount of wine in the piece of bread, but combined with the bread, you do have a kezayis. So from the fact that the verse is mishras, if you soak the wine product in something else, Rabbi Kiva learns from their hetem mitzdarif l'isr, that the uh, permitted and the prohibited combine. Um, and he says from here, we learn, uh, and, 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 and th- that's one thing. The second one is what's called Tam Ke'ikr. This is what the Rabbanon say. The rabbis say that we learn from that Pasuk Mishras that if let's say you have a pitcher of water and you put some grapes in there and they soak in there and the water now tastes like grapes, even if you remove the grapes and there's no substance of grapes, but there's Tam, there's taste, that itself will make the water prohibited. But what happened is the rabbis who learned Tam Ke'ikr, they do uh, extend this to all other Isurim Shabbat Torah. So when it comes to, let's say, Chametz on Pesach or when it comes to Kosher, if you have Tam, if, this is why if you, have, if you cook kosher food in non-kosher pots, the taste comes from the walls of the pot into the food. That's exactly why it's a problem. So Tam Ke'ikr, we learn it not only for the case of Nazar, but all over the Torah. Whereas according to um, Rabbi Kiva, that we learn the idea of Heter Mitzdarif Le'isr, that we combine the measurements of the permitted and the prohibited to get to the measurement of the Kezayis, we don't extend it. And the Gemara says, why? What's the difference? Why don't we also do this for Rabbi Kiva? And the Gemara answers with a very interesting principle called When you have two verses, two halachas teaching the same principle, in other words, this idea of that the permitted and the prohibited substance can combine together to get you to your kezayis. So if the Torah would have given one example, like Nazar, we could say it's just an example, but really it applies in all of Torah. But now it gives a second example. From the fact that it gives second examples, it means that it only applies in these two contexts. What is the second example where the Torah says this? This is talking about a carbon chatas. You have a sacrifice, which is a chatas. The rule is that that meat can be consumed by the Kohen. It can be consumed only in the Azar, in the courtyard of the temple. And also it has to be eaten only that day and that night. And let's say you have on a platter the meat of a chatas together with the meat of a shlomim, which is um, has much lesser stringencies. It could be eaten by the non-Kohen. It could be in all throughout Yerushalayim and you have two days in the intervening night to eat it. But the meat, two meats, it meats touch each other and some of the juice of the chatas meat absorbs into the shlami meat. What happens? Heter mitztarif le'iser. The two things combine to come up with the measurement and we have to treat the whole thing with the stringency of the chatas. So it's a second example. Two psukim are coming to, same, to the same thing. Then you cannot learn from there. So the Mara asks, according to Rabbi Kiva, hold on one second. If when it comes to, let's say you have a half of a kezayis of the actual grape of the flesh, and then a little bit more of the seed, and a little more of the skin, we say that those things together combine uh, to tell me that they're all together. So, but why do you need a special pasuk to tell me that all those things combine? According to Rabbi Kiva, even heter and iser, even permitted and prohibited combine together. So for sure, multiple kinds of prohibited combine together. And the more answers that when it comes to permitted and prohibited, let's say like the piece of bread that's soaked in the wine, you have to eat it bevas achas at one time. When it comes to the prohibited things, you can even eat them zacharzeh, one after the other, as long as it's all 
the amount of time that it would take to eat a half a loaf of bread. Okay, now the next Mishnah talks about this example, very interesting question, which is if you have something which is chametz, let's say flour and water, some dough, so that's chametz, you have to get rid of it before Pesach. But what if it now becomes, let's say, part of a kneading trough? You have a kneading trough where you knead the dough in, and then some of this flour and some of this dough has has kind of dried out and stuck to the to the kneading trough, and maybe it's actually sealing a leak, and you want it there because it's sealing a leak. How would we actually view that? And the answer basically is that uh, if it has the size of a kazayas, then you got to get rid of it. But if it's less than the size of a kazayas, and it's actually plugging a leak, then it's not considered a chatzitza. Uh, it's not considered a problem of chametz. And also with regards to tumma, let's say this kneading trough would have a dead kuki crawly come into it, and you'd have to immerse it in the mikvah. Normally, you have to get rid of all things that are chatzitza, separations between the thing and the water, the mikvah water. But in this particular case, you wouldn't have to worry about it. And the more goes back and forth, proving what exactly is the is the particular context of that gemara. Um, but we do, in this context, talk about the idea of, let's say you have some leaven that was chametz, it is chametz, but now it comes very hard, and now you actually designate it in order to be a chair. I don't know, it's very hard, so you can do this as a chair. So we have a machlokas whether or not that would no longer uh, be chametz. One thing that is mentioned at the end of the daf is, let's say you have um, two half kazasim of flour in the kneading trough, of dough, I'm sorry, and there's a little line of dough so that connects them. So if you pick up that little line and both of them would jump up, would come up, then it's all combined and it's enough to excise and you'd have to get rid of it. But if not, not. One final thing that is mentioned is that when you're dealing with uh, chametz that's no longer edible, and it's not enough that it's not edible for human consumption. It has to be that it's no longer even edible for achilas kela, for canine, for dog consumption, in order for it to lose its status as chametz. This concludes that memhe.